filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we are not doing a pregame show. I just started it on Andrew Patterson mid-sentence. Andrew Patterson, what were you going to say? And that will serve as our pregame show live here on the air, filibuster freestyle. Well, Gavin, at first I was going to chastise you because you would ask me uh, in this quarantine time, what time is too late to call? And then you dare call me at 9.08 on a Tuesday and disrupt the sleep of the gods. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm not doing anything. I was just, I'm, I'm lying on the couch. Well, that's fair. And that's our pre-show meeting, everybody. Brought to you by Fake Sponsor of the Week, Water. Get it out of the tap, buy it out of a bottle. It's all you got left. Water. Okay. Filibuster Freestyle. Inspiring notes. Inspiring notes we're starting on this week. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is we're in week six plus of this. Um, for those of you tuning in for the daily dose of the Filibuster Freestyle's 30-day song challenge, that is coming up during this podcast. Uh, the co-pilot, Cindy Harrington, is in, you know, in, in preparations. Andrew, I want to hit you with my, my idea. I believe today's verdict is out, but I don't even want to check because I want to know live on the air when Cindy gets here because I've lost five in a row. I am Yes, yeah, Cindy's on a hot streak. And I'm irate, and I want to find out tonight's results live on the air when she's here. So I don't know what happened tonight. All I know is this. Um, Roscoe P. told me that what the people want is Cindy to win and me to flip out every night that I lose. And so the good news is for the last five nights in a row – the people have gotten what they wanted. The people are winning. Yeah. And really, we're doing this, you know, as much for our own sanity as for the sanity of the, you know, dozens of people, sometimes, dare I say, hundreds of people who are listening to each of these pods. Um, I don't know if you know this. Maybe you didn't see this. Maybe you did. But we went over the 100,000 download mark uh, for the podcast um, this past week. You hear about that? I saw that. I believe I, believe I uh, liked it on the, on the, on the Instagram. What's amazing, what's amazing is it took us almost five years to get to 40,000, and then we, we, we listed on Deezer in France, and we're over 60,000 since December. And, then, yes. and now we're at 101,000, and we've done 60% of that in the last four months, and it took us almost five years to get to 40,000. Clearly, you speak to the heart of the French people, Gavin. I mean, merci beaucoup, merci beaucoup, over and over again to my friends. Viva la France. I cannot wait to come to Paris at some point, just to bask in the glory that is your fine city, your fine capital of your fine country. Thank you for putting us over 100,000. Merci. That's, I mean, that, I took uh, several years of French in middle school and high school, Gavin, um, and that's like one of a few words I still remember. Well, the, the, the sad thing for you is that I took one semester in seventh grade, one half of a semester, a term. You're a teacher. You get it. More on that later. Yeah. And I only remember several words, but it sounds like I remember as many words as you do. So either way, trabia. Correct. A couple of the other words I do remember just, you know, so we can speak to your French guest. Le uh, hippopotam and uh, pomme de terre. Okay, what is the first one? Well, that, it would only take a fine linguist to know, is hippopotamus. Ah. Can't just say hippopotamus. Pomme de terre 
if my memory serves correctly, is apple of the ground. Oh, a potato. A potato. Lovely. Well, merci beaucoup, uh, Andrew. Our, our French listeners can grade me. Send in their feedback. Yeah, send us some feedback uh, on Instagram at filibuster freestyle. You can hit me up at fb underscore freestyle for the show on Twitter. Let us know how Andrew just did on his French. Okay, Andrew, big day, yes. big day. Um, number one, Rob Gronkowski apparently unretiring, traded to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, reunited with Tom Brady. That all went down like in the last nine hours. I will say this. Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski have done as much as they possibly can to keep the sports entertainment industrial complex going. Because if it wasn't for the Chicago Bulls 10-part series debuting Sunday, the only two stories that have really happened besides COVID-19 in sports are Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay and Rob Gronkowski going to Tampa Bay. What are your immediate thoughts? And by the way, Cindy Harrington has just joined us, just so you're aware. Hello. Hello, Cindy. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Andrew? I'm, I'm excellent. I'm doing well. Wonderful. Uh, Gavin, it's interesting you brought up the MJ, the documentary, right? Yep. Are Gronkowski and Tom Brady about to make Bill Belichick Jerry Krause? Wow. Ooh. See, that's the kind of take that we're here for. Good job, Andrew. Trade behind. I mean, I think that's the obvious question on everybody's mind. And it's even as a Patriots fan, it's kind of awesome if they do. Well, the best part is, and I said this when, when Brady left a month ago, um, you know, I, I'm here for Brady to make an, a run in another Super Bowl somewhere else, just because what the hell, why not, right? He's right. 43 years old. I'm here for Belichick to try to, you know, say, no, it was more me and we're going to keep it rolling. Absolutely. I'm here for people like Roscoe P who think Bill Belichick is brilliant for getting a guy who was a pro wrestler yesterday and getting a fourth round pick in this year's draft for a guy who wasn't going to play for the Patriots ever again anyway. And I'm here for what you just said, which is, are these guys going to turn Bill Belichick into Jerry Krause? It's great from every angle. It's amazing from every angle. It's amazing from every angle. And here's my, my, like, my like junior varsity take, because your take there was the best take I've heard today. Um, I like how Matt Patricia is busting his butt to get second-rate and over-the-hill Patriots alumni to go build a past-tense version of the Patriots in Detroit and Tampa Bay is just like, oh, we're going to take the two best players ever at their positions, and we're going to bring them in to try to just do it the easy way. Uh, it's, it's really – the Patriots managed to manifest themselves into so many corners of the NFL. Yeah. And it's, it's really unbelievable. I will say the one terrible thing about Tom Brady to, uh, Tom Brady to Tampa Bay is, is that um, his company went out and uh, – Registered certain names. Yeah, like Tampa Bay. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't that's just, horrible. I'm not here that to disagree is, with that you. That is an assault on my ears. That's fair, <laughs> and I'm here for that take too. You, you got two, your two takes thus far, and the French you were doing earlier before Cindy joined us, all really sizzling stuff right now. I uh, am, as they would say in France, on fuego. See, well, that's more like more. If, more, if I pass those years of, if I pass those years of French, I think that was more Spanish or like a little bit of French and a little bit of Spanish. We'll call it Franish and um, or Spench. Spench doesn't work okay. for me. Spench. I think I like I, I, think I like Franish. Fran- the Adam Sandler movie. Is that from an Adam Sandler movie? No, didn't he do a movie called Spanglish? Oh yeah, he might have. But that's what I'm, I'm bringing your 2003 Adam Sandler movie takes to the podcast tonight as well. 
I love it. I'm glad that you have. So, I mean, let's bring Cindy in. Cindy, you broke the news to me because I was on a conference call, and Cindy hands me a piece of paper. I feel like I was actually in the draft, in the (laughs) war room. Cindy hands me a piece of picture. It says, Gronk, Arrow, Bucks, done deal. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was going for the dramatic effect. And I was Zooming with about things that had nothing to do with the Patriots because I'm not a member of their staff. I like I like the image of her just handing you the uh, like was it was it well written was it in yeah no she actually yeah, like she, flat, she took a legal pad she f- walked up to about two feet away from me off screen and actually didn't hand it to me she put it up and like so I could read it and there's I clearly was going to pay attention to whatever she was doing and it said exactly what I told you it said that's how I found out were you able to break the news to the rest of the meeting no I, I decided to just keep it to myself. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let everybody else find out on their own. Yeah, I didn't want to. I, you know, I, we were in the middle of some productive stuff, so only I needed to be derailed by that. Um, so, Cindy, where are you at? I mean, you're bummed out. Yes? No? Where um, are you? I, I'm still, like, not really – it hasn't hit me about Tom Brady yet. I, I know. I was going to say, you've been in Tom Brady denial, like, for the last four weeks. Yeah, and now, now Gronk just literally came off the top rope. And carpet bomb the whole thing. I literally just can't still quite wrap my head around top. Like, I'm also, I think I'm fine with it, but I think I'm worried about when we see him in that Bucks uniform. I'm going to be like, ooh, this really stings. Sure. But Absolutely. Yeah, but Gronk, I'm kind of like, yeah, I think that's great. Give him, like, another second run. Like you said before, at least the Patriots are getting something for him rather than nothing. Right. And um, he was never playing for you again. So you got right. a fourth rounder and you gave up a seventh rounder and the rights to Gronk. And again, he was going to stay a wrestler for the next year. And then he would be off contract or whatever and whatever. So I don't know. Well, like, and, and has he officially come out of retirement for Tampa Bay? Yeah. He went for a physical. He did. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Drew Rosenhaus was on SportsCenter earlier. You know, it's really too bad Tampa Bay didn't go to its throwback jerseys this year. Oh, the creamsicles. Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski jerseys they would have sold. Oh, the creamsicle jerseys. I mean, I would have gotten one in each color, for God's sake. I still might get one in each color. No, just white. I just want white ones with the the, uh, yellow, sorry, the yellow and orange numbering. Those are kind of sweet. Did you know, and and you may have known this, I may be an idiot for not knowing this, why they, they don't do so many throwback uniforms anymore? Why is that? It's because the NFL, you can only wear one helmet a season. Right. And so oh. you can't have time to repaint all of the helmets. Right. So you need to stick with your primary right. thing. You know, well, well, one of the things I heard is starting next season, not the one that's coming, but the one in 21, that they're actually relaxing that rule again so you can rock different helmets again. And so I think you'll see Pat Patriot come back. I think you'll see the Buccaneer, Bucko Bruce come back. I'm oh. trying to think of some other classic ones. Both of which should be those teams' primary logos, by the way. Yeah, fair. But the thing is, both of both of those are 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 covered and shrouded in historic ineptitude. And then the, the Bucks won a Super Bowl, and the Patriots obviously won six Super Bowls with their current helmet logos. So it's a tough sell, but but that's why you bring it back as like a sometimes logo, you know? I, I just have to do people this segue because you've walked right into it, Gavin. And I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun, but speaking of historic ineptitude, Cindy, how are you feeling after your multi-day win streak? In and the, I don't know uh, the answer to today, by the way. Did I lose again? No, you won. I won! <laughs> I'm a Mario and I'm going to oh. win. <laughs> yeah! Well, Andrew, now that we back! <laughs> we back, fam! I was feeling good until an hour ago. 
Yeah. Well, speaking to the people wanting Gavin to lose, my initial reaction to when you said that, if you go back and listen to the tape, was, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I couldn't hear you over the screaming. (laughs) America's villain. I love it. That's why they love me in France, baby. (laughs) But let's talk about her five-day run because it was shrouded in controversy and also in excellent picks. Yeah, I'd say so. It was a good streak. It was a good streak. I still feel great about it. You should. You you went from down one on the verge of losing to Amazing Grace. And Andrew, I want to get your take on that in a minute. But <laughs> to to pulling that one out, tying it up, and then going on a run where, where I still think, even though I'm only down two, it's over. To, no. It's over. It's absolutely over. You That's mathematically 30 days. Mathematically, man. Chill you, out. You, my point is, it <laughs> took me to literally wake up, first song I thought of, put it down, do no research to win. And part of the fun of doing this is researching it for the podcast, all the songs I didn't pick. We're on the phone with Andrew about the Patriots, one, because it's news, and two, because we have no other songs. Yeah, I didn't have any other songs either. So anyway, it's good we have people like Andrew, but um, Andrew, what did you think of the Amazing Grace pick? <laughs> it, see, you get too cute. I, this is what I accused mm-hmm. you of the last time I was on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you, <laughs> I think you get too cute, and, and as a fan... Of the 30-day challenge and a fan of your opponent, I was glad to see it come back and uh, bite you. <laughs> Excellent answer. You know what else, though? Here's, here's what the, you should really do is at the end of this challenge, this should become a playlist, right? Your 30-day yeah, totally. challenge. Definitely. Each of you should put out a Spotify playlist of your 30-day challenge. 100%. And so if you think about it, a progression of a pe- playlist yeah. Amazing Grace is an even worse pick. Well, I did think about that. I'm like, that one really is a record scratcher. That's a really good take. But you know yeah, what? And, and it goes to my point. It's not like, like you're not going to sit down and listen to Amazing Grace. I no. am now. Oh. I am now in bed with Amazing Grace for the rest of my life. I'm just going to put it on these overhead speakers at random I am going to celebrate the ultimate dirge. <laughs> Of the modern era <laughs> by the Royal Scots Dragoons Army Guard. God bless America and God bless the. Anyway. All right. Do you think you could get Amazing Grace on one of those? Like, you know how they now have the jukeboxes that play in restaurants? Like, you can buy a dollar on any. Oh, Touch Tunes. Yeah, Touch Tunes. I, I wonder if they have it on Touch Tunes. If you could just. We're going to do. That's the- how you get Amazing Grace into the easy listening category. Just start spending your fortune on Touch Tunes. We're going to do a little. With, uh, with bars and restaurants opening up and start playing it. We're going to do some crack research right now. We're going to find out. So, really quickly while we're finding that out, are you still doing this or are, are you doing this challenge yourself, Andrew? I forget. I have adapted a very Chris Orozco. Yes, that's right. Okay. And so, because, uh, you know, it's amazing in all this quarantine times how often you can, like, do nothing, but then also two days pass by. Yes. Yeah. In the exact same breath, you're like, I haven't done anything. Wait, I'm missing two days of my life. Right. Exactly. It's, it's really challenging on mind and productivity levels. I can see. Yeah, yeah I can see why. You know, like people, and again, I'm not equating this to being in prison, but you literally don't get to do whatever the heck you feel like anymore, you know? And so it's a little bit like being out on like a house arrest. And so, yeah, it's like really hard to say, oh, I'm really pumped to go do X, Y, and Z today. Oh, wait, I can't do any of that. So how am I going (laughs) to, how am I going to balance being excited about Zoom calls and then watching television again? Correct. 
and then also fitting in time to research a song if you're not podcasting it. Right. Like we've definitely given ourselves like a reason to do this. You know, like here we are, 924 at night, an ungodly late hour, but we're, we're committed to the bit. We're doing this for 30 days. So <laughs> anyway, back to your set list and your touch tunes question. I just want to point out that Amazing Grace has been covered by a million artists and uh, it is I'm available. Sure. It is available by, and it's not going to help my version, but I just want to point this out. The Dropkick Murphys. Of course. Elvis Presley. George oh, Jones. Ireland's own Irish folk music masters. The Celtic Women. Leanne Rhymes. Flatfoot 56. The Irish Tenors. Alan Jackson, country legend. Jim Neighbors. Charlie Rich, Judy Collins, Celtic or Celtic Thunder, great name. This is a sequel to Tropic Thunder. Uh, a band called For King and Country, Andrea Bocelli, <laughs> Joe Simon, the American Patriotic Band, Daly and Vincent, the various artists, the Oak Ridge Boys, Larry Wright, <laughs> Hubert Laws, and Il Devo, but not the Royal Scottish Army Dragoons. Have you all lost your gosh damn minds? <laughs> Kevin, I think we just buried you. I think that is the nail in the cast, the final one. Yeah, to the po- I guess to your point is, if I had picked the Leanne Rhymes version, I probably would have won. Yeah, you had a better argument. You would have had a Well, guess what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is cover songs, and I'm going to pick one of those <laughs> as my cover song of the Royal Scottish Dragoons, He's and everybody can suck it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Except for my friends in France, you know I love you. Okay, good talk, everybody. Andrew, I want to get to the song, and then before we go, I want to get to your tweet from earlier today, okay? Okay. So today's choices were a song that you would like played at your wedding. Now, we literally got married two months ago. Not Andrew and I. Almost three. Not Cindy and Andrew. Not three of us collectively. Cindy and I, just for those (laughs) of you keeping score at home. We are also watching Waco, which is about the David Koresh Branch Davidians, in which he married all kinds of people. We are not in that Religious sex. Yeah. So just, just again, just clarifying. Andrew did not get married to either of us, though he's a lovely man. And somebody, I'm, glad I'm also feeling like you're clarifying this for me. <laughs> well, really for the listeners, but, but since you were technically on the phone here, I just want you to know that you did not get married that day, even though you okay. were there. Okay. Okay. So anyway, the rules, as stated last night on the fly by Roscoe P., were... Our unofficial official judge. It couldn't be a song that was on our wedding playlist or that our wedding band played. So we had to pick a song that was like left out of the action. What do you think of that rule, first of all, Andrew, as a third party? I think it's a genius rule. See, yeah. yeah, And I think it also, for people who aren't at the wedding, like you could pick that song that maybe before your wedding you wouldn't have picked, but you'll associate it to a certain like dance at your wedding or like whatever you were doing being the highlight of your wedding at that point. Yep, absolutely. And so now it's more about the song. Yep. Rather than, but the whole thing is about the experience too, so now I'm arguing against the other way, and I'm arguing myself into the uh, Roscoe P is full of baloney. Right, and it, we, we've gone back and forth too. experience, not about the song. We agreed with him last night on the pod last night, on day 13. Yeah, right? yeah. And then this morning, Cindy's like, why do we agree to that? <laughs> My initial idea was to agree with it, and now, as I think it through, it's not a good no. (laughs) (laughs) What a a 180 degree turn. 
Yeah, it was very quick too. But it goes to show you. Think just, about what both of you are saying. Absolutely. Both of you are now have being forced to pick a song that you are saying, claiming you want played at your wedding, whilst actually refusing to play it at your. Yeah, own we wedding. actually it didn't make like a ninety song list. So yeah. Um, right. So anyway, here's what we picked, Cindy. Since you lost, finally, <laughs> what did you go with and why? Um, I went with Faithfully by Journey. It's a nice, nice pick. Okay. Um, I always, I don't, it's kind of funny because I never, um, like pictured myself getting married as a kid, but I always really liked that song. And I always said, if I ever got married, that would be my wedding song. Mm. And anyone that knows me from that era said to me, are you having this as your wedding song? And one of my friends actually came up to me at the wedding. One of my college friends was like, why didn't you play Faithfully? I was like, wow, I didn't even realize you would remember that. So off-brand for you, Cindy. I know. (laughs) Wow. But, um, yeah, you, I mean, obviously tastes and opinions change over time. But, yeah, so that's why I picked that. Good, good pick. So I went with Every Little Thing She Does is Magic by The Police. Great jam. It's a great great song. And I also feel like it is, uh, it's very thoughtful about one's, like, Bride or soon to be bride, it'd be a nice song. So, um, you know, the Julian Threes didn't do the police that day. We do do a couple of police tunes. We don't do that one, but it's a great song. And so I just felt like this is a great song, and I'm surprised it's not one of the police tunes you do. Yeah, yeah. well, you know what? It's it's so piano heavy if you think about it. And we didn't yeah. really have a keyboard player till the till 2015 when Dr. Green's brother Eric joined the band for a bit. And I'd like to think he's still in the band. We just haven't played a show outside of that wedding <laughs> since 2015. <laughs> So, and by the way, we were supposed to have a big comeback. I mean, Roscoe P was booking shows in Springfield, Mass. And of course, COVID-19. So we'll, you know, we'll see what happens there. There's rumors of a Zoom concert. I don't know if the people can handle that. Wow. But anyway, I picked that song and it's a great song. And I'm glad I got my mojo back. And at least we're going into day 15 with me only down two instead of down four. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would say you really stole back with the mojo. And that's a great that's um, that's a that's such a good pick. Both of like Cindy, you've got the story, right? Yeah, you've got the story element to it. Your story is better because it appears Gavin just picked a song he thought of. <laughs> but Gavin, your song is such a strong pick. I'm actually shocked it was not in the however many songs were in consideration for your wedding. Agreed. So there, there you go. We, we can we, we can congratulate it now, but also say where were you guys in December when you were making the list? It's a good battle. Yeah, exactly. So with that said. Even if you didn't pick one today, since your whole thing is to pick songs on the fly, Roscoe P. style, do you have one? So here's what I'm going with, Gavin, right? Because so many songs at weddings are going to be picked for the bride, yes. right? Right. As your own pick, every little thing she does is magic. Mm-hmm. Very sweet pick, very meaningful pick. I'm going to flip that script on its head. Nice. And I'm going to say Hot for Teacher. <laughs> my wife, that would be her song for the night. That is genius. That's, so, yeah, your choice. wife would definitely have to pick Hot for Teacher because you're a teacher. Yeah. By the way, I just Clearly, think, I think your new theme song in life this, is now Hot for she's Teacher. She's Hot for Teacher. Yeah. Like, listen, when we can all start going back out again and I can use touch tunes and you're hopefully in the same place as me, I'm going to play Hot for Teacher and be like, this is this guy's theme song. And <laughs> it's going to be great. But we could. See if we could convince people it was my wedding song. Actually, do you want to have – we definitely will do that. Um, but fun little story from back in the day. So when I was a, like a bar back, bartender, bouncer guy at uh, this bar on the Cape one summer in proper Bostonian, there was this tribute band for Pearl Jam called Itchy Fish. And Itchy Fish 
they basically made a lot of money for about a five-year window pretending to be Pearl Jam because Pearl Jam wasn't touring. Remember they had that whole like kind of right. self-righteous, like we're not going to tour, Ticketmaster sucks That thing? was with their fight with Ticketmaster. Correct. Ah, yeah. So these guys were cleaning up, up up and down the East Coast, making all this money as a tribute band. So anyway, they had this one super fan guy who was like a sick drummer, gigantic dude, like 6'5", probably 300-pound okay. guy. So and he was a super fan of a Pearl Jam cover band. Yeah, or like a buddy of theirs at the very least because he would always come to their shows. And at the okay. end of the night, they'd always bring him on stage the drummer would come up and sing, and the, 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 the super fan would play the unbelievable drum hook from Hot for Teacher, and this Pearl Jam tribute band would do a word-for-word, verbatim version of Hot for Teacher, which was to die for. So a little hot take it. there. Wow. That sounds great. So That's good, a great story. Good, good, good stories. Right. Great pick by you, and yeah. I love your reasoning, and that is how you debate. Cindy, yes. you're looking at the challenge calendar. Why are you bringing it up? What do you would like to share with us? Oh, no, I just wanted to remind myself what was tomorrow. I forgot already. And tomorrow is a cover song, right? A uh, song you like that's a cover by another artist. Song you like that's a cover by another artist. I'm excited about this one. So are you picking the original or the cover? The cover. The cover. The cover, okay. So if you think of it before we hang up, you can make a vote today like Roscoe P's been doing on the show, or you can just wait till tomorrow. It's I like to the waiting. I, like, I don't want to influence. I, I, I want to... I hear it organically from you guys, and then uh, yeah, okay, I like it. Fair. So anyway, great pick by you. Also, code for I'm having trouble thinking of a cover song right now, so we're gonna uh, oh, a little behind, keep going. a little behind the scenes in your in your office right <laughs> yeah. now. Get it. So here we go. Final thing. Earlier today, do you have your tweet handy, or can we bring it up for you? Do you need it brought up? Um, I don't think I need it brought up. All right, if you remember, if you remember it, feel free to tweet what you tweeted. I want to get into it. Oh, yeah. So my uh, new theory, I said each day I'm becoming more and more convinced that I actually died in January and that I'm actually in purgatory right now. This is COVID quarantine is my version of quarantine. So I figure I have a few years to burn off. Yes. And you also you also find out what's really happening. And you also mentioned to me that you think maybe this is your brain's way of dealing with death in it. When you're finally okay with COVID, you said God's going to say, just kidding, you're actually dead. Yeah, right. No, I think that's my backup theory is that maybe when you die suddenly, it's just too much for whatever is left of your brain to process. Mm -hmm. And so some scenario gets set up in your head, mine being COVID-19, and then you're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is my life. And God's just like, no, just just kidding. Punked. Right. I'm Ashton Kutcher. You're uh, you're really dead. And you're like, oh, I'm not even angry about it. Right. Because... That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and so just to remind people, you know, Andrew had an experience where he had a, a, bla- a brain bleed. Is, what's it called? A uh, hematoma? Yes. Uh, subdural hematoma, brain bleed, yeah. So, so, so one, you know, you probably thought at some point, if I get better, I'm going to go back to school. And then you got Correct. better and COVID happened, so you're still not teaching. And then today, no. the governor of Massachusetts was like, and by the way, just in case you didn't know... You're definitely not teaching in person this year because school's not going closed. Back. And, and not even like this would make me sound a bit bad, like, but teaching wasn't even in the first thing that on my mind. It's like seeing people. Correct. And you don't even get that. No, none of it. Yeah. None right. of it. This is uh, so that's why I'm thinking like maybe you're not you, Gavin. Maybe this is just my brain's purgatory version of you. And in real life. You're actually back living a completely normal life on Earth, just answering the question like, "Hey, whatever happened to that pucky guy?" I <laughs> well, I and can tell like, you this: if my consciousness, crazy story. 
if my consciousness is elsewhere, somehow you've brought us all with you. So what I think is that there is a rip in the universe, or maybe just the solar system, and we slid through a wormhole, maybe to purgatory, maybe to some bizarre world. But either way, the, the, the brain bleed in your head may have taken us all with you. Just sucked you all down, yeah. Well, I apologize <laughs> to the people of the world. <laughs> and let me just go to reemphasize a point I tried to make when we discussed this the last time. Apparently, they're not messing around with head injuries. You should get them checked out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Breaking because news in the podcast. We are in an alternate universe. World. Thanks to Andrew not getting it checked out sooner than he should have. Yeah. Or sooner than he did. Sorry. Wow, what a what a what a heavy pot! But at least we're ending it on a note of the insane and irreverent versus the reality of how crummy it really is. Gavin, I kind of feel like after that conversation, we should just go out on Amazing Grace. Can we cue it up? Oh boy! Give me the Dropkick Murphys version, and I can only play about seven seconds, or SoundCloud's going to shut it down. But I agree. Well, Leanne Rhymes' version came up first. Well, because okay. people, you know, I'm in. Whatever version you want. Go back to Leanne Rams. I don't care. Yeah, it's not really. All right, hit it. Andrew, stick around for a minute, but I'm going to give it about seven seconds. I'll try. Everybody, enjoy a little Leanne Rhymes. Amazing. That's it. 